Welcome to Battle Plan for the Wounded Warrior. This is a podcast focused on spiritual warfare from the inside out. I am Dr. Charlie, and Battle Plan for the Wounded Warrior is an ongoing discussion of inner healing. Website for Active Faith is active-faith.org, or you can email me anytime at charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I, at active-faith.com. Today, I have a very, very special guest with me. She's uh, one of my best buds and a partner in crime, but she's actually way more important than that. She is one of the board members at Active Faith. She is also a small business consultant and a city councilwoman for a town in East Texas. And she's my super intelligent friend that I love to have in all things that I do. So welcome, Brandy Flanagan. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I am so glad that you're here. Okay, so I pulled Brandy into this because, well, first she read my book. She was nice enough to read my book, The Wounded Warrior. Oh, yeah, she's got it. And also because today we are going to talk about how soul wounds are formed. Mm -hmm. So it's easy to talk about, oh, my soul is wounded. Okay. And, it, and it's easy to diagnose, oh, I think I might have a soul wound because I keep acting like an absolute idiot. <laughs> I've got Jesus, but I can't act right. Can we get okay. honest with ourselves? Right. Like, right. We're yeah. really transparent, you know, with absolutely nobody. Right. Okay. But, but we're going to cut up a little bit, y'all, because that's, that's just kind of who we are. But it is a serious topic. Yeah. You know, and and you and I have both gone through a lot of inner healing. And so that's why I pulled you into this, mm-hmm. because I knew that you could relate. So um, I'm going to test her first and I'm going to see. OK, Brandy, I'm going to put you on the spot. How do we get soul wounds? OK, we get soul wounds from trauma and right. from sin. So sin that we commit or sin um, yeah. that others commit. against <laughs> She gets an A. Okay, she did it. She's right. We get soul wounds from two pay, two places, technically three. The first is sin, mm-hmm. sin that we commit, sin that others commit against us, and then trauma. Now, there's a little, there's some gray area, yeah. you know, between sin that others commit against us and trauma. Right. You know, if, if someone steals our wallet, it's not going to be the same as someone molested us right. or raped us or, yeah. you know, stole our life savings or something like mm-hmm. that. So there are varying degrees. Trauma can also not be related to intentional sin. Right. So um, so let's go with the easy one first. Our sin. Right. I've sinned today. Have you sinned today? Every day. Every day. <laughs> We try so hard, but then we end up on those knees repenting. Okay. So when you think about sins, we, you know, there, there are big sins. I mean, I, I, we, we call them big. I know that the scripture says there's no sin greater than another, but they would be the ones that we like are like, Oh man, I really messed up. And then there are others who are like, yeah, I probably should know that. Yeah. The cultural. Yeah. Yeah, What we we as a culture deem. Right. Oh, the white lie. Yeah. It's still a lie. Yeah. But in the South, it's okay. It's from South of the Mason Dixon line. A white line is okay. No, it is not. It is not. It is not. It is not. And so, so if lying is a sin and we start out our morning, okay, so uh, let's say you, you're a mom mm-hmm. and let's say that it's just 
not right at your house mm -hmm. on Thursday morning. Yeah, you act like you were there this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I know her house. And so, you know, it's so easy to call somebody, you know, like your your boss, your authorities or something and right. say, I'm not going to be into it. <laughs> I, I'm just not feeling well. Well, you're not feeling well, but it's because your children got you all jacked up, right? Okay, so, but really that wasn't the truth, right? Right. So then the next day when you go into the office, what happens? Yeah, your lies just keep. How are you feeling? They keep yeah. building, they keep, right? So then one lie begets another, begets another, begets yeah. another, right? right? Okay, so that's what my mom always told me. One lie grows into a hundred. That's okay. true. And, yeah. and it's true. Yeah. Okay. But we think that we're preserving peace of mind and sanity by doing that. But yet we've fallen into this. Now, right. we're, the, the irony is, is that we don't really attach things like lying to soul wounds. That is true. But what happens is in just in a, a generic possible scenario. So you get to work the next day. And then somebody says, oh, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm much better. Well, what was wrong? And then, then you either gloss it over, you ignore it, or you say yet another lie. Right. Or, you know, and so what happens is because we have sin, then it wounds our soul. And then it just grows and the enemy will keep sending things. It will happen every time yeah. the enemy will keep sending situations or people or circumstances that go back to that moment that you lied because it gave him a foothold. Right. Right. Yeah. And then if they find out that you actually lied, your integrity as a professional or as a member of your team mm -hmm. in your office is then compromised. Yeah. And then we take offense. And then we're insulted. And then you see how that yeah. wound just very, it's like a paper cut that becomes a full blown, go to the ER kind of cut. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, okay. So let's talk about something that is probably a little more obvious that could form a soul wound. Mm -hmm. um, what's something that comes to mind? Um, I think in my own life, um, rejection and probably betrayal, those would be the ones that... So those were when people sinned against you. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I experienced some of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was bullied as a kid mm -hmm. and I seemed to keep getting bullied as an adult later. Yeah. I'm not now, but <laughs> because I learned to stand up for myself. But yeah, so that happens. And she has friends that'll... Yes, I have friends. That. Yes. <laughs> Very powerful <laughs> prayer warrior friends are like, oh, no, no, no. Um, no doormats in our circle. Um, but, but truly, yeah, when you're rejected mm -hmm. and when someone does something to really hurt you or disappoint you, yeah. it forms that wound. And yeah. so in your life, as that happened to you, what happened? Like, as you were learning about soul wounds from the book, how did you begin to relate that? Like, oh, yeah, I think, you know, the ones that are most, I think that can just grip us really tight are the ones in childhood uh, mm -hmm. that they can start there because as children, we don't really know how to deal with those. Right. And so a lot of times those deep soul wounds that are in us come from parents, come from um, authority type figures um, that, you know, touched us inappropriately or talked to us inappropriately. Um, or if there is a parent that left, you know, that can really form a deep abandonment um, mm -hmm. and rejection in you. Um, so I, you know, 
I know that in my own life experience, it's those that were formed in childhood that you can't really deal with because you're too young to know. Um, and this whole realm of soul wound um, has really only taken hold, I would say, in the last like maybe five, six years in the Christian realm. Right. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, it's a it's an area that we're just now really getting taught on. And so you have individuals who have lived a lifetime with these soul wounds that started. That would be me. Yeah. Uh, that started in childhood. And then you know, our reactions and responses to everything in life from that point on, on um, just continue to feed that right. soul wound and create a bigger and bigger gap until pretty much I think you get to where, um, you know, life kind of just becomes unmanageable um, yeah. and you start digging and you start looking for those answers of, you know, what is going on? Why do I keep trying my best and everything around me keeps falling apart? Why do I keep attracting these individuals, you know, that are going to abandon me, that are going to reject reject me, you know, all of these, these type of things. And it's when, you know, you start getting into things like this with the, um, you know, the soul wounds that you can really um, start to develop what you need to do to get those things healed, right? Yeah. So I want to, you said something really mm -hmm. key. And that said, you, you said, how do I keep attracting yes. that kind of person or those kind of people? That is so key. Yeah, it okay. Is. So we do that because the enemy knows that that is a weak spot for us. Yeah. And even though our brain may say bad, 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 yeah. bad, the soul knows it's familiar with that. Right. And so the soul just grabs onto it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's like a cut on your arm. Mm -hmm. And if your arm is cut, well, you can clean it up, but it's still an open wound. Right. And so it's going to be more susceptible to all of the bacteria mm -hmm. or the dirt and the things that you come in contact with more so than the other arm that's not cut. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just I like think that. deep down our, our souls want to heal. And so it's almost like we keep um, presenting ourselves with the opportunity to fix that out here in the natural realm, right. but it can't be fixed in the natural realm. It's got to be fixed inside in the soul realm first, and then you deal with kind of the physical, you know, stuff after that. This is one of the, there, there's certain things um, that maybe you can tap into in the physical first and address um, at the Christian level or the spiritual level um, second. This is one of those areas that I firmly believe you've got to attack in the soul realm. You've got to get that stuff healed on the inside of you before it's going to manifest in the physical realm. Yeah. And so let's talk about trauma. Yeah. Because trauma is very closely related. Yeah. But so it's really, it's really obvious that if you're sexually molested or if you're assaulted or if you know, you experience something really bad as a child like that, the yeah. death of a parent or something, right. you can definitely mm -hmm. get a soul wound from that. Of course, people don't walk up to children and say, oh, baby, you have a soul wound. Let's work on that. Yeah. It's that we have to manage that a little bit differently, mm -hmm. but as adults, we can address it and yeah. diagnose it and then work to get it healed. Okay. But then you have situations that nobody intentionally sent. So I loved your example in the book about the wreck. Yeah, the car accident. Yeah, and so that's a perfect example of that, right? Yeah. Where it wasn't um, 
go into that story because that was that was a really good picture of that of uh, the young man that mm-hmm. had the wreck. Okay, so there was a young man. And he actually had a football scholarship and he's going to college with a friend and he's not breaking the law. He's not speeding, nothing, but he hydroplanes in the weather. He's on his way to college to start college football and he hydroplanes and has a really, really bad accident. And the young man um, in the passenger seat died. And then he was severely disabled, severely disabled. And so um, that brought a lot of trauma into his life. Nobody hit him. There wasn't a drunk driver situation. You know, nobody pulled a gun on them or anything like that. It was just one of those freak things that happens. It's just life. But it, it... So the moment that the trauma happened, the soul wound was made an opportunity, but it didn't immediately form. What happened was when he began to realize I'm responsible for that other person's death. Remember your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. So anything that alters how you think, how you make decisions, how you feel about something, how those emotions are, uh, how they transpire in your life. That is what really causes the soul wound. So he began to make some bad choices Mm -hmm. and um, he was ugly to his family. Um, He went through a spell where he was drinking a lot, you know, and I'm not saying that I would have been any different. I I, I don't know. You know, I always say, you know, you should never put your plate, your, um, you should never position yourself in a place of judgment because I really think in all of us, if we are met with the exact circumstances or, you know, yeah, we can't say that we won't fall, you know, to that. Sure. And so, you know, in instances like that, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, I would have done this, this and this. And, but until you've had to walk that road, um, I, I think we all are just a step away from, you know, falling in some level. Right. Yeah. Right. So the, the thing that happens is, is when we make bad decisions, maybe we lose our temper with someone. Mm-hmm. Well, the scripture says, be angry and do not sin. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't say we can't be angry. It just says, don't sin while you're in anger. And so that in that one moment, that sin gives the enemy just that tiny mm-hmm. little place that he can have a foothold that he can um, take advantage of the situation and then it just snowballs yeah. and it just begins to build. Yeah. And then, um, of course, you have regular trauma. When I say regular trauma, trauma that you would expect to wound a person. Mm-hmm. And then you have situations where trauma, that, so this is really interesting. We have trauma that happens, you know, in in time and spaces where people forget the trauma. Mm-hmm. But the wound is still there. And that, that can be really tricky. Yeah. That, yeah. that can be really tricky, yeah. but the answer is the same. And that is that wounds can be healed. Absolutely. Jesus is real. And he always provides a solution to, um, you know, to what we experience. So do you have any closing thoughts or things that you'd like to share? Encouragements? Um, around this? with how we get soul wounds. Um, I would just say, you know, one thing is as you go through this process, a lot of time it's not a one and done. 
Um, in my experience, um, there are different levels of healing. And I think that the Holy Spirit, I think our mind, I think our body, like they, they know those levels, right? And, and so you can heal to this step sometimes. And then later that kind of comes back up and you're like, what the heck? I thought I healed this. You know, I thought this was healed. And, um, and, and you just realize it got healed at this level, but there's a deeper level that you got to go to. And so, um, you know, I think, I think dealing with soul wounds, really, it's got to become as natural to us as Christians, um, as like praying and repenting, repenting, right? It really I mean, does. it really does because we, can we live in a world and an environment that we can get wounded um quite easily yeah and you know I know in my own life one of the um one of the things that was really difficult for me was going through a time of, of betrayal by a really good friend of mine and um and that was really hard for me to get over for some reason. I've been through some really, you know, traumatic things in my life and have been able to kind of move through them. But what I realized is that betrayal, it wasn't so much about that friend. It was about what I had felt earlier in life through some people who had, um, you know, that there were deep wounds of betrayal there. And so a lot of times, you know, we can feel like we're being re-wounded and that could be the case, but it also could be the case totally. that it's really just um, it's really just highlighting that there's a deeper issue that we were just dealing with a topical, you know, um, we were just dealing with the topical yeah. of, this, of the issue and not going to where, you know, when I pray now, I always pray that the Holy Spirit would go to the point of impact. Right. That, that's a really good. Because yeah. the point of impact is where that wound formed. And if we don't go all the way back to that point and ask for healing, then we're going to keep dealing with that wound over and over. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So, um, man, this has been a really great discussion. And I I really love talking about how soul wounds are formed because I think it's relevant to everyone. We have it, it just in discussing it, I can think of three today that I'm like, Oh, on the way home, maybe I should (laughs) drive and pray, you know? Um, but thank you so much for joining us. I'll do anything for you. I mean, she's awesome. I love this topic. So it it is because it's relevant to everybody and the body of Christ needs it. So, uh, thank you for helping me explain how soul wounds are formed. Uh, if you would like to reach out to me, you can email me at charlie at active-faith.com. You can make donations on our website at active-faith.org. And next time on Battle Plan for the Wounded Warrior, we're going to discuss different Bible characters. It's probably going to end up being several different podcasts, but we're going to dig into the Bible and we're going to look at different people that we have known and heard stories about for years, but we're going to look at their soul wounds and how they got those soul wounds. And we're going to begin to discuss how the Bible meets current day. So, all right, this is Charlie and Brandy, and we appreciate your time today. Bye guys.